This is Greg Trainer with Accessible Hunter, along with my co-host Mike Cutson from Roar Outdoors. And we'd like to welcome you to the Accessible Hunter podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We have Jesse Strawham with us this evening, and we're really glad that uh, you took the time out of your day. I know how busy you are, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you Jessie. so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, I've been following you on Instagram and looking at your website and everything, and you've got quite the resume. I mean, it, it just, it starts with, uh, you know, disabled water skiing, and uh, you go to Miss uh, Wheelchair, North Carolina, and it seems like you've even done some adaptive hunting, and uh, it's just amazing all the things you accomplish, and every time I see one of your videos, you're just always so positive that I really wanted to have you on the podcast with us. I do my best to maintain the positivity. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Do you, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself um, for the people that are listening? Like, if you don't mind talking about how you were injured and your level of injury. Um, we could absolutely. Start uh, so I was injured in 2015 in a motorcycle accident. I was riding passenger on a street bike and a woman made a U-turn in front of us. The driver of the bike went through the woman's car, breaking his leg. I went over her SUV breaking my back at T4 and T7 and my ribs punctured my lungs, nicking my spinal cord. So my ribs actually paralyzed me and I have a traumatic brain injury and coded twice and was resuscitated. So I'm super lucky to be alive and I live each day with that mindset. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry you were injured, but you're definitely a positive role model and you uh, encourage so many people to get oh, out. There's nothing to be it. sorry for. My injury gave me passion and perspective and actually uh, showed me what I want in life and has guided me. And I'm actually grateful every day for it. Some days I could do without the bowel bladder issues. But the way I look at it is we all have problems. I had all of these problems before I was injured. And so now my problems just look a little different. Yeah. Yes, it's funny how our injuries from the person perspective, right? Oh, it puts everything into perspective, and it really makes you realize, well, I'm getting upset over some stupid stuff. I should probably get it together. <laughs> Absolutely. Where, where did you do your rehabilitation? Uh, Carolina's rehabilitation here in Charlotte, and I'm actually a peer mentor there, and I volunteer at the main hospital and the children's hospital as well. Awesome. Awesome. Now, looking at your Instagram page, you're like an Olympic team uh, curler. You're trying out for well, the Olympics. And, and try, can you tell us a little was, bit more about that? Um, I actually made the decision to take a step away from the sport uh, last, two weeks ago now. So I was on the national developmental team. I started curling in 2016, and I quickly fell in love with it because it's such a technical sport. It's, it's not something that I had to be strong to do, but I had to be mentally strong and really be able to check myself. And so I fell in love with it, but I made the difficult decision to take a break temporarily. Uh, I'm a college student and I'm taking 10 credit hours this semester on top of working, running my nonprofit and running my business. Say you, you did understatement. <laughs> well, you definitely have a full plate uh, 
Because you're you're traveling right now, right? No, I'm home until uh, Thursday. I'm in class, which a lot of people don't know. I'm in class Monday to Thursday. So I actually try to stay home. I try not to classes at campus this semester. And so uh, I try not to miss class at all because once I miss one, I feel like I get so behind. Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you. If you're not in class and you either can't get the notes and find out what's going on, it's hard to hard to stay focused. No, it's start, hard just to have an understanding. I definitely, I'm going tomorrow. Um, the weather hasn't been good to push down to the building where tutoring is, but I need to schedule time with a tutor because I just... My main focus and priority is school. And to be on a national program for any sport, it's very time consuming. It's a full-time job and you're not getting paid to do it. And so I had to look at, I'm 27 years old and I've been working on my associate's degree since 2012. I really want to get this degree finished. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Jesse, what are you taking? I'm working on my associate's in science right now, uh, then to transfer for a bachelor's in science. And my I'm, I'm stuck between psychology and neurology. I just, I know I want to do clinical trials on uh, the power of positivity and a positive mindset in relation to recovery. Wow. And you had, you had mentioned that you have your, your, non, your nonprofit, your, your foundation. That's Will With Me, right? Yeah, Wheel With Me Foundation. So our main goal is to build a transitional community for spinal cord injury survivors. As you guys know, when you leave inpatient rehab, you really just have the basic skills of how to exist as a wheelchair user. But I would like to build upon those and essentially be the university for people with spinal cord injuries to reintegrate them into an independent community. And not only that, but be contributing members of community. Because our fifty-one percent of our population lives on some type of government assistance, and I'd really like to help people get over that fear and letting go of the disability and the government insurance, and really gain confidence. I think you're right on the ball with uh, getting, you know integrate it back into the community and setting work goals and there's there's a lot of disincentives available you know that it, it makes it difficult for people to go back working again and if if you can encourage people to get out there and and be self sufficient I, I think that's that's fantastic. I don't, I feel that, you know, there's not enough support for us after an injury. And it's like, this is a, a, something that we are faced with daily. And there's too many people that are five, 10 years post that are doing nothing with their lives. It's definitely a challenge. And a lot of the times when you leave rehab, you know, you don't have that support system anymore. And we're trying to encourage people to get out and get after it in the outdoors and try to figure out the right types of technology and, you know, assist people. And I think once people get the information on how to do things, it becomes a lot easier. And myself, I went back to school after my spinal cord injury, and it was definitely a challenge getting my master's. Um, I had my undergrad from Penn State before my injury, and it was uh, over 10 years in between those times that I went back for my master's. And 
it was it was definitely different. Go, going to school as a quadriplegic as opposed to able-bodied. Absolutely it is. I took four years off from the time I got injured to going back. And it's like, it's night and day. There's things you don't even think of. You know, my instructor made the comment that I should have contacted uh, first-year student services because essentially I'm a mm. first-year student, even though I've been enrolled all this time. Yeah, it's a different mindset. I, I actually went right back after my injury. I got hurt in 95 and started in 96 going back because I I didn't – I needed some – stability and was trying to figure out exactly which way I wanted to go in life and I knew that sitting behind a desk you know just really wasn't what I wanted to do but I had to find some kind of focus and so I, I jumped right back into it and like Greg finished my master's I think that everybody should go to college campus because it's such a it's just such developmental for any human being, injury or not, I feel like it's just such a strong support for your development as a person to independence and success, time management, uh, managing different tasks and priorities, prioritizing in general. School has taught me so much about myself. I'm, I'm super grateful that I made the decision to go back a degree. Yeah. Well, keep it up. It's definitely going to be worthwhile. And you get to, I appreciate your guys' support. <laughs> and, and you get you get to meet so many diverse people too. I mean, I grew up in a small town and going to school, you know, it was kind of a eye opening experience meeting people from all over the country and and uh, getting different perspectives. And then sharing my perspectives as a person with a disability going back to school, letting people know, hey, I'm I'm just a guy, you know, I, I just use the wheelchair to get around with. And it was kind of eye opening for them to see somebody with a significant disability still taking the same class as they were still doing the same things they were doing just a different way. Well, the coolest thing is one of my instructors actually saw me on the news two days before I got added to her class. And so she, I'm in a developmental math and then I'm in college algebra. So she really focuses on growth mindset and things to develop you as a human being more than just the math. And so a lot of it, I've been able to teach some goal setting tips and tricks. And that's what I'm super passionate about. And so I've been able to teach in my math class that I'm also learning in. So it's been a super cool dynamic as yeah, well. It's awesome. Well, you, you do quite a bit of public speaking. I mean, uh, you're really out there advocating on a daily basis what would you say is like your favorite part about getting a chance to talk with people? The long-term impact it makes. Uh, I last year in September, I got to go to a rehab facility in Columbus and I met a young girl that recently became a quadriplegic and she had movement in her legs, but her hands weren't coming back. And I'll never forget when I came in the room, she's like, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm just a peer mentor. I'm here visiting you. I want to see how you're doing. And she said, you're not coming in here to tell me I'm going to be in that thing, right? Talking about the wheelchair. And I'm like, no, I mean, I'm just here to talk to you and see how you're doing with your injury. And it was just, it was such an interesting experience. But that moment, she said, a couple months later, she had messaged me and she's like, you made me realize I can accomplish anything I set my mind to. And this girl's up walking. She's wearing heels. That's like awesome. Like full recovery. Wow. 
And I would have, I would have never thought she would have made it from that hospital bed because of her attitude and her perspective. And for her to say that I helped her change her mindset that extensively, I think that's when I realized how powerful our words are mm-hmm. and what impact we truly have on sure. newly injured individuals. Yep. A lot of times when at least we talk with people that are newly injured, they're maybe not ready to hear what you have to say. You know, they, they're still developing their, their process on how they're going to live their lives as a person with a disability. But your words stick with them. And months or years later, then they're ready to, to try it or to be open to, to the new experience, you know. That's my favorite thing about peer mentoring is I actually, um, especially the women, because, you know, being a woman with a disability, it's I feel that they often, being a woman, we often let others kind of, overshine us and we stay we don't stand out a lot and like go against the grain and so then when you become a woman with a disability they often become hesitant and timid and so it's super cool to be able to have that initial impact especially here in Charlotte I I actually get to show women how to cath so I physically get on the toilet and I cath for these newly injured women because it's so different seeing somebody doing it compared to having a nurse explaining to you how you're going to do it. And then whenever they have road bumps, once they get home, I actually give them their number. And I often FaceTime with different individuals that are, you know, willing and want my help. And I think it's so cool to have that long-term impact and get to see these people grow and develop and grow into who they're going to be with their disability. It's really a beautiful progression to get to watch yeah, and be I mean, a part of we shouldn't be ashamed of what we have to go through i mean it's, none of us have asked to be in the situation but to be able to mentor and show it makes a big difference i know when i was at shepherd center we had a bunch of newer nurses and i did the same thing they've never seen somebody calf and you know i get a knock on my door and said hey will you be willing to show some of the newer nurses how to calf and i said sure I look out, I look outside and there's five nurses standing there. So you're like, "Uh Oh, I guess I'm in the spotlight. Oh, I guess they're going to have to see it. Right. But that impact that you're having on them, I mean, it's like, that's something that nobody's ever going to get from a textbook or from words. And so. Exactly. So you said Shepherd. No, I'm actually in Greenville, South Carolina, but I went to Shepherd for rehab. Oh, yeah. So you're only two hours south. My best friend lives in uh, Greenville, and I okay. live in Travelers yeah, you're Rest not, for a Then bit. you know exactly where we're at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, well, I know you'll have to get back down there. this way. <laughs> Are y'all no. both located down there? I'm, I'm, at, I'm actually in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, but I'll be up at the rehab in April, on April 17th. At uh, UPMC, or? I believe so. I have to, I'll, I'll let you know off off book i'll look into that where i'm speaking up there somewhere i have a in service at one of the rehabs that's that's awesome My, i'm doing a spinal yeah. cord injury uh panel um i gotta i gotta see the date on it but it is in april too so we can definitely get together and maybe have some lunch and and meet up uh the, oh that would be so rad it, it is such a small world you know mike and i both went to shepherd at different times and we talk with people about their rehab experience all over the country and it's just amazing the, the level of care, the dedication that the nurses, doctors, and staff put into our recovery. And then we go out in the world and we talk with people and, and try to, you know, mentor or, or t- 
talk to people as best that we can and just the impact that you can have. Um, it's, it's really amazing. Honestly, just recently I was on a flight and this older woman is getting on and she's a paraplegic who just had a stroke. And this woman's probably 80 years old. So she's with her daughter and her son-in-law. And as I'm getting off the plane, I hand the flight attendant one of my business cards. I'm like, hey, I share motivational content on social media if you want to check it out. And the woman goes, wait, what's your name? Did you did you say it's Jesse? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, I watched your videos on how to transfer to prepare. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> how amazing is that? I still have chills just thinking of it because I think that's that's so cool. And then literally just last week on my flight, the gate agent connected me with another paraplegic that she was friends with and so I shot him a message on Facebook and here he's like I viewed your stuff when I was still in the hospital you gave me so hope and inspired me to get out and live and he's like mountain biking and exploring the woods in Oregon like this yeah. dude is killing it and I'm like I inspired you to well, do you that think about what? It. What, you talk about that kind of stuff all the time technology now is such a massive tool and just to be able to get out and you know we I know Greg does and I do a lot of speaking engagements and um, just got accepted again to do Roll on Capitol Hill come uh, June. And so just to be able to get out and see people and mentor. And a lot of times we're just living life and people see us do that. And, I mean, it, it, it's hard to accept the fact sometimes they say, oh, you're an inspiration. But, I mean, that's a limelight that we get. I mean, that's an opportunity. It's not like a something we're seeking, but it's something that it's an opportunity we can base off. Well, I explain it like this when people are saying, you know, I hate when someone tells me that I'm an inspiration. It's because in reality, they look at us and they don't know that if they were in our situation, exactly. that they would be able to continue on. But they, they don't realize that when they're put in this situation, That's they don't right. have much of a choice. That's exactly right. And so it's, it's, they're looking at it from the outsider perspective of, wow, I don't think I would be able to handle that as gracefully as you are. I don't think I would be able to continue on with my life. And so I try to keep that perspective when people say, oh, you're such an inspiring because, you know, it does get repetitive. You're pumping gas and someone's like, thank you for coming out yeah. and living life. You're yeah. so inspiring. Like, I'm just pumping my yeah. gas, man. But, but that's just <laughs> that's it. Right. You're going on with life and you're not letting it slow you down. You know, we that we have days that are tougher than others. And, you know, but then again, I it is. It is very much. But, you know, even even as paraplegics, quadriplegics, we turn around and look and and there's days that we have it worse than other paraplegics and quadriplegics. That's just the knockdown of that day. You know, the next day is going to be a bright, sunny day. You just I mean, you just have to look forward to each and every day. Exactly. I, I say, um, you know, at the end of the day, the most beautiful thing is the sunset. At the end of the day, the most beautiful thing you could do is reflect and yeah. and see your lesson. That's the beauty in, in the end of your day. There's always a lesson from each day. And, you know, in reality, the difference between our obstacles now and from before our injury is that we're sure. faced with it every day. Before our injury, mm -hmm. we could hide from it. You can't hide from your disability. That's the only difference. We literally had things that felt just as crippling as it feels to be a paraplegic yeah. or quadriplegic. Think about it. There's things that you were like, wow, my world yeah. is coming to an end. But in reality, you, That's you have right. no idea what could, how your world could yeah. the, the, hard, the hard stuff's not going to come down for quite some time, you know? Uh, <laughs> Isn't that the truth? We're I think, still kicking. I try to, 
Hey, that's not kicking though. Rolling. <laughs> good, good point, Jesse. Good point. It, it depends. Uh, it depends I, if you I have would... spasms or not. That's right. No, that's the truth. Hey, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I try to maintain that perspective that, like, you know, I'm in pain now, but it's not. It's nowhere near as bad as it's going to be in 20, 20 years. So I need to be grateful for how how little of pain, quote unquote, yeah. I'm in now. You're, you're talking <laughs> to two old guys, so we can. We can fully relate. Yeah. Yeah. The pain. The, the, how long have you guys been injured? Uh, if you don't mind me asking. Twenty-one years for me. Last week. Yeah. Mine's. Wow. Happy life. Day. Yeah. Mine's twenty-four. I got hurt in ninety-five. Wow. Wow. You've been injured almost. I know. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate that, Jesse. <laughs> I'm hanging up now. <laughs> you, you, I'm sorry. This is wild. That's you, wild to think about. Like. You know how to make you know how to make wow. a couple old guys feel good, Jesse. Uh, we, Stop, we, guys. No, but, but here's, no. Here, here's here's really the thing. When when I was first injured, I never thought I would live this long. Exactly. And I mean, it it it's wow. it's great. I mean, every day we find something something else to do. And um, twenty one years went by really quick. I mean, it sounds like a long time. It that's but not. It went, it went by quick. Um, I mean, that's how yeah. I feel about five right. years. You know, when right. I when I first got hurt, and I don't know what they told you, Greg, but in 95, they were saying that uh, spinal cord injury knocked 10 years off your life and that if you expected to live 10, 15 years after your injury, that was good. And, right. you know, I'm I'm on 24 now, and, uh, you know, I'd, it's time is just going to continue to speed up. You know, I hear older people say that, you know, the, the longer you live, the faster it seems to go, and that's how it seems – these 24 years, man, they've seemed to blister by. Yep. The, the secret to me is, I mean, staying healthy, not getting the respiratory infection, mm-hmm. cutting down the UTIs, the pressure sores. You know, there's there's so many things that can get you is, is a quadriplegic or a paraplegic that you don't really have to worry about if you're able-bodied, but just maintain your health. And Jesse, I mean, you're always at, at the gym, it seems like you're, you're in great shape. I mean, you developed a clothing line. You you were just, you know, so athletic, it seems like, on online. Do you want to talk a little bit about staying healthy and your exercise program or, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the key is making making your health a priority. And I think that we often forget self-care, which is something I stress constantly. I think it's so important that – we take care of ourselves because if we don't take care of us first, how are we going to take care of anyone else? And so I actually prioritize gym. I wake up typically around four or five in the morning and I actually go every single day before class and I'm in class from 10 to one. So it's, it's a priority to me. It's, it's, it's essential. That is a non-negotiable in my day. And that's something I teach in my goal setting course is that we, we look at your overall goals for life. And then we break them down on what can you do to get to those so it doesn't yeah. look so unobtainable. Because, you know, when you're looking at the big goal of whatever it is you're passionate about, it, it looks like it's unobtainable. But when you break it down into these small bits that you can eat, essentially, it, it becomes like, wow, this is something I can do. This is something yeah. I'm going to be able to You know, in the military, I was in the Marine Corps, and we do a, we do a bit of the same thing. You know, you take bits and pieces you accomplish this mission, you move on to the next mission and biting off the big goal. It's, it's easier to attain if you take it off in those chunks. Yeah. 
Right. And I mean, it, it just, it makes, it makes people, sure. it gives them confidence. So, you know, that's, that's something that's taken away from us after our injury, I think, because, you know, hopes removed in the hospital because you're told you're never going to walk again, never going to get anything, small percentage. And then you go to rehab and it's like, you can't fall. Be careful. Be careful. You can't transfer on your own. You can't go out into the parking lot on your own. You need a, you need a, a PT with you at all times. And it's like, they, they create you yeah. like you're fragile and you're in this bubble. And so I think restoring confidence in people is, is the most important thing that we sure. have to do after an injury. And, and you can't be afraid to fail. You know, mistakes are going to happen. We're, we're going to get injured doing the things that we love. And uh, you just, you can't be afraid to get out and get after it. But you, you're working towards your goal every day by getting up at 430. You're just not talking about it. You're not dreaming about it. You're making it happen. And that, that's putting in the work. And I don't know that everybody's willing to put in the work. That's sad to say, but, you know, work, work takes effort. So you're, you're getting after it. Well, you know, people, I'm actually working on vlogging every single day. Um, it's really hard to do because I forget to turn the camera on and hit record. <laughs> but I, I want to show people how much I truly do in a day. For example, tomorrow, I'm going to get up, go to the gym, uh, go to class, go down to the other building, even if it's raining, because I have to get scheduled with a tutor. And then I'm driving an hour to go get my friend from a nursing home. So my first wheel friend I made in inpatient rehabilitation still lives in the nursing home. So I try to get him and he has an overnight stay at my house. We go get a nice dinner and then come back to my house. And then the next day I have to get up early and take him yeah. back before I go to class. And so it's like, I do all of these things that people don't sure, see right. throughout the day. And I just, I want people to realize that we all have the same 24 hours and there's no reason they can't accomplish the same amount of things I can. There's no, people constantly want to make excuses. Exactly. I, I mean, why that. take those excuses? People don't understand. You know, when we talk about hunting, for instance, they don't understand. It takes me an hour and a half to get up and be ready as a quad, you know? So if, if we're going to be in the woods at five o'clock, wow. you know, then I've got to get up at three. And those, you know, those are just, if, if you've got those mindsets, that's what I want to do. You accomplish those goals. You don't let those be, you know, an obstacle that you can't get past. You just get up and you do it. And, you know, I see that a lot when we talk to people in inpatient, they just want to talk about how their life's over with. Your life's just begun, buddy. You just have to learn how to live it differently. That's, that's what people, they're, they're so focused on that person that they lost and they don't realize that they have to move on from that. Just like when you lose a loved one, if you lose a job, if you are homeless for a little bit, like you've got to figure out what your next step is in life to move on from that. You don't stay in that position. So why, when you lose your mobility, you stay in this mindset of yeah. I have to get that old yeah. person back. I get in trouble a little bit, Jesse. I don't know how you do in it, but I've, I've got to either get to living or giving, get to dying mentality. And so when I go in and you got these guys or girls that are sitting in the bed and they don't want to hear it, you know, look, you either get up and you start doing it. I'll do anything I can to help you. But if you want to lay here and feel sorry for yourself, don't call me because I'm not the one for you. And I end up getting myself in trouble because not everybody has that same mindset. But I mean, that's just where I'm at. I'm, you either got to learn to get past that because you can't change it. And let's just learn to live and just go, man. Find your passion and let's 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 filter that. Let's feed that. 
exactly. I'm not going to lie. Working at the children's hospital has helped me with communicating to adults that aren't ready to hear it because depending typically if a child's under 16 and not matured and hasn't experienced a lot in life, they much faster. Yeah. In no time. Right. And then if the child's over 16 or is very experienced in life, they typically have that same mindset. The adult does. And so kids have really my, cause you have to be, Obviously, in the children's hospital, they're a little more strict. Yeah. So you have to be very careful about what you say, how you say it. And that's helped me with my approach towards adults when it comes to the, look, life's either going to stay with you or pass you by. Because, you know, when you're talking to a kid, it's like, hey, you know, you're still a teenager. You still have mm-hmm. your entire life ahead of you. Like, and so I try to explain it like that. I've been very fortunate, though. The last couple of months, every patient I've had has been ready to live life, ready to get to therapy. They get to therapy. They have a couple of hiccups, but they still kill it. They get home, a couple of hiccups of the, you know, whenever you first get home, but they're still killing it. And so I'm super, I'm really fortunate for that dynamic in this area. You're definitely meeting a lot of people (laughs) and spreading the word, you know, that people can still be successful just a different way. And even if they're not willing to hear it at that time, like we said, you know, three, four months down the road, your words are going to stick stick in their head and echo, you know? Exactly. That's, I mean, like that message the other day. I mean, he said, he's like, I want to, I want to, if you have time one day, I'd like to have you call me and tell you the ways that you impacted me and changed my life. And I just think that's so powerful that we can have that impact on yeah. individuals without even knowing it. That's right. And knowing Jesse, good, good. I'm sorry, Mike. No, I was just going to say, I know you live a very busy lifestyle and you got a ton on your plate. What, what do you have coming up in the near future? Uh, so this weekend I'm heading down to Atlanta. I am hopefully going to visit Shepard for the first time. I've got to go to Craig, but I've never You'll love it. got to see Shepard. So I'm hoping to check that out. I'm hoping with uh, Lofric, the catheter company. Um, so this catheter completely changed my life. I haven't had a UTI since switching to it almost three years ago. And I had a solid year where I reused catheters. Like I'm not just a brand ambassador for it to be a brand ambassador. Like this thing has literally changed my life. You guys know reducing UTIs as much as possible. Like I reused this thing and never had one, but they're having me come down. And then um, I'm going to go to Supercross on Saturday. Yeah. I have a really good friend that races, so I want to go down awesome. and support him. And then uh, next week, I'm heading to D.C. with uh, the trauma survivors. And we're I'm getting briefed on what we're doing exactly. But um, some type of lobbying, which I'm really excited. It's going to be my first experience. Uh, and then my last curling event for this year. Uh, so... I quit curling not only for time, but because I've been having some shoulder issues. So I'm trying to preserve my shoulder as long as possible. But I have that event. And then uh, my next thing is going to be L.A. later in the month. And I'm having a meetup there. And then my coach is actually having – my business coach is having a big event, which is open to people to buy tickets for. Um, And I'm speaking at that. I'm super excited. I will never complain about my schedule again, Jesse. You just <laughs> you, you you just showed me that I have nothing to complain about with my 
my little schedule. Uh, that's awesome that you're doing so much and traveling so so many different places and meeting so many different people. It's my schedule is insane. It's it's really and so I typically take December and January off and I don't go anywhere. And then from February to November, I'm literally nonstop, wide open, gone almost every single week. If if people if people have questions yeah. for you or would wanna uh, you know, message you somehow, what would be the best way if if you don't mind, would people be able to contact you? Yeah, absolutely. I do my best to respond to every uh, Instagram DM I get. That's typically the best way. Um, emails often get lost in the shuffle. Um, YouTube as well. I try to respond to every YouTube comment. Um, excuse me. TikTok is not the best because I get so many there. And Facebook is not the best okay. because I get so many I'll there. I'll put a link to your Instagram uh, page on the podcast when we post it. And um, I, I know that you know, your, your time's valuable and I, I don't want to take up too much of your time tonight with you getting up at four, but was, was, was there anything else that <laughs> uh, you wanted to talk about or let people know? And... Um, if anyone has questions when it comes to being newly injured, I mean, that's, that's where I like to provide support. I feel like I can provide the most support in that first year, two years of injury but once you kind of figure out your way, that's when, you know, I could just help you with accountability. Uh, I definitely, I just love helping people. And that's pretty much all I care about and what I'm passionate about. So anyone that needs help, please message me. I'll do whatever I can in the best way I know how, or I'll direct you in the right way. I mean, there's so many, I mean, our community is crazy strong, right? There's so many people in it that You're are right. doing amazing that, things. That is so true. And we find out every day that, you know, we're meeting new friends, talking to people throughout the country and really developing a, for lack of a better word, a Rolodex of go-to people who make things happen. And, you know, if I don't have an answer, somebody else does. So, um, all right. Do you guys have a favorite, uh, favorite page that you follow for stuff like a couple of um, favorite pages? I, I like the spinal cord injury groups on Facebook. Um, see, seems like there's a lot yeah. of new contributors there. Um, what's your favorite? Um, so for female quadriplegic is an honest quad. Uh, Laura's, she shares amazing content for a quadriplegic male. It's Drew Claiborne. He has a podcast, which I love. Um, it's like, it's called excuse my language, but, but Drew is a C1, C2 quad who went to U of M, graduated from U of M. He's a complete, he literally has no movement from his shoulder down, runs his entire care team, runs a nonprofit. He's the most amazing individual I've ever met in my life. Um, for paraplegic, it's definitely wheels to walking. Richard, I think he, he shares so much valuable information. I, it's irreplaceable. Uh, and then for female, it's uh, her Instagram's Yara Does Hair. I don't know if I said her name right, but she is a, a, a cosmetologist from the chair, went back to dyeing, cutting, and the work she does is amazing. And I think that that's just, that shows that you, you can adapt. You, you are fantastic. You know, that that's just something to be, 
said about the way we live and where we live at in life now, that there's so many outreach programs and so many nonprofits and so many people giving back even after their injury. I, I love it. I mean, I, I appreciate what you're doing, Jesse. And Greg, you know, I always, always love what you got going on, buddy. We, we, we try to set the example and get people out there and just enjoy life. You know, you don't have to sit around and woe is me. It's, it's all what you make of it. Exactly. I, I always say I feel so fortunate to be a part of a community that is yeah. so strong. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're, we're an amazing community yeah. of strength and support. I agree. Absolutely. All we have to do is just keep pushing for each other. Well, exactly. And working together more, like, were there so many of us? That's what I want to touch on. Thank you. You brought it out. The last thing I want to touch on is how important it is that we work together. There's so many of us doing the same thing across the country that if we put our resources together, we could get exactly. I, I definitely believe that, Jesse. You're you're right. Uh, together, we're a lot stronger, and I, I wish more people would collaborate and and get together. You know, exactly. Compete. Well, well that, that's just it. You know, it, it shouldn't be a competition if we're all pushing pushing in the same direction. You know. Right. right. We all I mean, want the same your, thing. Your success is my success. And I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. You can't compete against people that you're pulling together with. Exactly. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. And, you know, when I, re when I reached out to you, uh, you got back to me right away. And I just, I really appreciate your time tonight. I, I know how busy you are, but it was wonderful talking with you and learning more about you. And I'm going to keep following you and, you know, learning more about your journey. And when you get up to Pittsburgh here, we definitely have to get together. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for taking the time and uh, letting me come on and share my experience and my perspective. No I really, problem. I really appreciate you guys. Jesse, so I'm going to send you a link later on. And when you're in South Carolina area, buzz me and I'd, I'd love to catch up. No problem. Perfect. Thank I hope you, you guys so have much. a great night. You too, Mike. Thank you, hey, Jesse. Bye -bye. Take care, everyone. Y'all as well. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today, folks. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, send us a message on our Facebook page. And remember, when it comes to the outdoors, no matter how you get there, get there.